Brought to you by Mountaineer fans, for Mountaineer fans, the Country Road Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Jordan Cruz back here with the Country Roads Webcast. Another bonus episode for you this offseason. Just wanted to uh, throw you guys another live stream that I did on the YouTube side of things where I detailed some potential WVU transfer portal targets ahead of the transfer portal opening on December 5th. And then also did a bit of a recruiting update with National Signing Day coming later this month. And of course, we'll have a podcast episode out recapping National Signing Day and talking about the players that sign letter of intents to West Virginia and any transfers that come along. But here's just another little preview for you guys that only listen on the audio side and another reason for you to hop over to the YouTube side, just some extra content. I like this live stream. I've edited it a little bit, but if you want to see it in its entirety, hop over to our YouTube channel. Give us a subscription over there. Just search Country Roads Webcast. Plenty of Mountaineer sports content in addition to what you hear here on the podcast side. But one more bonus episode this offseason here with a little bit of transfer talk and recruiting news. Welcome into an impromptu live stream here on the Country Roads Webcast. Wanted to get this out because the transfer portal officially opens tomorrow. So I wanted to give a little transfer target update. I have some guys at West Virginia have offered now. Um, you can find, you know, some of these names over on, you know, our a site that we're in part of the network there at WVSportsNow.com. Uh, articles on, you know, each of these individual offers that I'm going to detail as far as some of the transfer targets for West Virginia potentially. And then some other names that I've added myself. You know, right now only lower level school uh, players can enter the portal and graduate transfers or players whose coaches have, you know, make uh, moves in the coaching carousel can enter the portal. But with that, West Virginia has offered some of those players. I've got a list that includes some of those. Um, also, some other ones that I've added that have potential ties to West Virginia that I think West Virginia could potentially target or just wanted to put on the list due to them being in the portal and having those ties. And then in addition to that, of course, I wanted to update the transfer out list. Remember, I told you guys I'm going to try and keep a running list of transfers out for WVU transfers in. I know you guys probably seen recently tight end Mike O'Laughlin entering the transfer portal. I'll start off with that news here in a second, share the screen with you guys um, and let you guys read the article there on WVU Sports Now about uh, Mike O'Laughlin entering the transfer portal. And then towards the end here, sign a day coming up later this month. West Virginia got a nice commitment uh, today from a borderline four-star defensive end, depending on which re- recruiting service you're looking at, four-star on some, three high, three-star on others. 
So I wanted to detail that and then talk about West Virginia's recruiting class and kind of just update you on the players West Virginia has committed so you can see some of the names that you can expect to sign on National Signing Day later this month. And, of course, we'll do another live stream once National Signing Day happens and do kind of a recap of the day for West Virginia, um, depending on how that goes. But transfer portal opening this week, so wanted to give an update on some potential transfer targets for West Virginia that they already have, and I may do another one here in the coming week or so and update this again. But as always, want to encourage you guys before I get into these topics, uh, drop your WVU questions, comments, concerns, whether it be football-related, recruiting-related, basketball-related, whatever you got. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I am streaming this live on the Country Roads webcast. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch pages may take the audio and upload it to the podcast for you guys that like to listen to the audio only, which you can find the Country Roads webcast on all podcast platforms as well but if you're in here on the youtube side do us a favor whether you're watching this live or watching on a playback give us the thumbs up hit that like button that really helps this video's performance and helps future videos performances as well and if you haven't already hit the subscribe button helps us helps you helps get more of this mountaineer sports content out to mountaineer nation all right so getting into it here with the first storyline i wanted to uh, share with you guys of course the as far as transfer news goes uh, west virginia has had three players transfer out now it's four with Mike O'Laughlin entering the transfer portal for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, a lot of people may not know this. Actually, the second time that Mike O'Laughlin has entered uh, the transfer portal as um, his he entered it when Dana Holgerson left and Neil Brown first came in, but decided to come back because that's the one thing you know, you got to always keep in mind, especially this year when it comes to the transfer portal, is players can enter and then return to the team because I've heard that a lot of teams rosters not just West Virginia specifically a lot of the roster you know maybe even close to half you know a third whatever you want to say is going to at least enter the transfer portal because now with NIL I think these players could enter the transfer portal see what offers they can get then they can go back to their current school kind of see if they can match that it's going to be that type of game right now in college football I think we're going to see that this offseason for the first time but having said that Mike O'Laughlin a player who's really been struggling with injuries he had said in the past he was considering retiring has decided to enter the transfer portal, been the Mountaineer starting tight end, but has been injured about each of the past three seasons, if I'm not mistaken. And here's an article from uh, Mike Oste over at WB Sports Now talking about him entering the transfer portal um, that you guys can check out there. Um, he had a great, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here, a great statement that he released, Mike O'Laughlin did. I believe it was on his Twitter, Instagram, one of the two. But as you guys can see here, I won't uh, read it. For you guys because it's pretty long you see three pages here he released almost a little bit of an essay about his career and his injury struggles and how thankful he is for, uh you know to morgantown and west virginia university and i think that he was really you know a hard-nosed guy kept fighting back from those injuries and when he played he was a great player so i hopefully wish him the best if he doesn't retire and ends up somewhere else hopefully he has a great season but um, having said that, now let me show you guys uh my next thing that i wanted to show you guys of course as i said i'm going to update you guys uh, throughout the season on the um, transfers out and transfers in, trying to keep a running list of it. Also going to do the same for the West Virginia roster throughout the offseason, try and keep a running list of it as well. I'll start that, you know, once national signing day is over and West Virginia has the commits in and we kind of know what West Virginia's team is going to look like in the spring. I'll start putting out roster updates periodically throughout the offseason, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whenever, you know, it needs to be updated with transfers coming in, transfers going out, because it's going to be a theme throughout the offseason. You're going to have a wave now when the portal opens here. But then again, after spring football, there will be another wave. So uh, we'll be plenty of updates on this throughout the season. But um, in turn with that, let me show you guys uh, the running list I have for you guys. And then I want to talk about some potential targets for West Virginia. Transfers out so far for West Virginia. I've detailed this you know, in the past. Of course, I'm 
we'll continue to update it as it goes along and as transfers come in i will also update that as well and in regards to that like i said i'm going to uh, scroll down here on another page i've got the transfer targets for west virginia or at least what i believe to be potential transfer targets in some cases and others west virginia has already offered like i said you can find that information on wd sports now among other West Virginia sites, of course. Uh, but transfers out so far, defensive back Mumu Ben-Wahad, tight end Corbin Page, defensive back Charles Woods, those have been detailed in the past. And then, of course, now you add Michael Loff into the list. So thus far, we got these four um, on the way out. All right, now let's get into the potential transfer targets right here for West Virginia. I'm going to try and break down proposition as they kind of pop up. Like I said, some of these West Virginia has offered. I'll try and detail which ones that those are as I go through here. But starting at wide receiver position, we know West Virginia is going to need to add something there. Uh, Bryce Ford, Wheaton moving on. We don't know the status of Sam James yet. West Virginia will, looks like they will only really have Jeremiah Aaron, Cortez Braham, Reese Smith, Grayson Malashevich. Jarrell Williams. So need to add some depth at wide receiver, especially with some of those players being inexperienced and some of those being former walk-ons on that list as well. Um, un- unknown at this time of Sam James going to return for you know his, a final season for the Mountaineers as well. But uh, starting with wide receiver here, Jimmy Horn Jr., West Virginia has offered him transfer from South Florida, highly regarded, good season. Tyrese Chambers, another one West Virginia has offered a wide receiver from Florida International. Dre McCray, a wide receiver from Austin P. West Virginia has offered. Grant DeBose, a wide receiver from Charlotte, West Virginia has offered. Theo Weiss, I'm not sure if West Virginia has offered him yet or not, um, from Oklahoma. And then Ollie Jennings added on this list because he just recently entered the transfer portal. We know his West Virginia ties, started his career here, went to Old Dominion, had a great you know couple of years there, and um, has hit the portal. I don't know if he would come back to West Virginia, honestly, in my personal opinion. I think the reason he transferred out was maybe some differences with the staff. I think a lot of that staff's probably still here. But with those ties, you never know. They may have not burnt that bridge. They may reach out and see, kind of fill it out. But in my opinion, I don't see him coming back to West Virginia, but I would love to see him do so. I think he's a talented player. But I uh, put him on here because of the ties, obviously. Uh, tight end, West Virginia has offered a man named Kyle Morlock from a Division three school named Shorter. Offensive lineman Gunnar Britton from Western Kentucky and Ajani Cornelius from Rhode Island. West Virginia has offered defensive lineman. West Virginia has offered two of them, both uh, two players, excuse me, from Western Michigan on the defensive line. Those being Andre Carter and Braden Fisk. Um, also offered Shane Copes from Dartmouth and Anthony Goodloe from Tulsa. And here's the one I think everybody's probably most interested in, uh, the last position that I've got potential targets for for right now is among, among transfers, and that's defensive backs. I think we all know West Virginia needs to add some depth there for one. They've got some young guys that may step up next season in those positions when you think about Jacoby Spells, Andrew Wilson-Lamp. Uh, they looked pretty decent. And, of course, Malachi Ruffin will be back for a senior season, um, it is believed, as, uh, at this time anyway, for West Virginia. So you've got a couple of guys there. But you're going to need to add depth. And more importantly, West Virginia is going to need to hit on these defensive back transfers. I think that's one of the things that hurt West Virginia last year was they missed on you know the defensive back transfers they tried to add. Uh, the one way I've tried to compare it is I think West Virginia, if you look at the basketball team, not this season, but the season prior, they got some transfers from lower level schools and it didn't really work out and they missed. And then I think this year, if you look at the basketball team as it's constructed, they've got more power five transfers and it seems like they're going to be a much better team this season because of that. 
So I'm not saying that West Virginia football needs to necessarily get more power five transfers. I hope that they do, but I'm saying they definitely need to do a better job. I think they need to recognize that they missed much like Bob Huggins did on the basketball side and went out and got some better ones. And hopefully West Virginia can do that, particularly here in the defensive backfield and here are some of the players West Virginia has offered or I think may be interested in. I think the first two here are the two that have been offered and the other two I think are some guys that may uh, – uh, come along the way. Uh, I'll describe why momentarily. But you got Kenny Solomon from Tulsa and Montre Miller from Kent State as uh, the two that West Virginia has offered, I believe, uh, transfers. And then J.J. Roberts from Wake Forest has entered the portal. He's a defensive back, and he's a West Virginia native. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where at. I want to say uh, Charleston area, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, did did have it, but uh, – Slip my mind right now, of course, as I go live. I'll think of it as soon as I get done. But West Virginia native, so you got to believe that we should reach out as a staff and there's potential of him maybe to want to come back to his home state and finish his college career at you know the state's university there in Morgantown, hopefully. So I put him on there for that potential reason. And then JQ Hardaway from Cincinnati is a player that's in the portal. Um, and West Virginia, I think that the tie, the tie here is Rodney Gallagher, I think, has been reaching out to him. I remember him saying in a recent interview, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that there's potential to uh, go after him as well. But West Virginia going to need to add some defensive backs. So just wanted to come out with a short little live stream impromptu. I wanted to make a video on this topic with the transfers, but I figured why not just, you know, do it as a live stream with you guys, get some of your feedback along the way possibly, uh, potentially, and do the recruiting news as well and talk about the commit that West Virginia got. And I'll get into that talking point now um, as far as uh, the commit that West Virginia added uh, today. Uh, like I said, borderline four-star defensive end, depending on which uh, recruiting service you look at. Uh, but definitely increase the West Virginia recruiting class, which I want to detail as well after talking about his commitment. But let me see if I can pull up this article here from uh, WV Sports Now talking about this uh, commitment of uh, Zachariah Keith, the defensive end, adding to the 2023 recruiting class, which is a great sign for West Virginia as they're in the home stretch, you know, signing day coming up later this month. Um, so uh, good to see them continuing to add good players to that class and continue to move up in the rankings despite, you know, some controversy and some uncertainty in the last weeks of the season among the coaching staff, athletic department, and what have you. But West Virginia gets the commitment from Zachariah Keith, believes it moves them up close to the top 25. We'll see exactly where here momentarily. But, yes, four-star defensive end, Zachariah Keith. There you see the graphics shared by the university and by him on Twitter as he committed today. Anyway, I can read it from here. Um, Keith, a six foot five, 250 pound defensive end from Douglas County High in Douglasville, Georgia, officially committed to WVU Sunday afternoon over offers from Buffalo, Coastal Carolina, Liberty, Marshall, Maryland, Memphis, Michigan State, South Alabama, Temple, Tennessee, UCF, Vanderbilt, and Western Kentucky. Uh, Keith had committed to Georgia Tech over the summer, but reopened his commitment in October, I'm guessing after the coaching change there at Georgia Tech. And he had official visits scheduled for Buffalo and Memphis in December, but it would appear one December visit was enough as he commits to West Virginia. So I'm not unsure if he'll take this Buffalo and Memphis visits. I'm guessing not. And hopefully he signs on the dotted line on National Signing Day. Um, it says he originally scheduled a December 21st commitment with the choice of being W Memphis and Buffalo, but his time in Morgantown swayed his future decision. So uh, by the sounds of it, he sounds like he may not go on those visits after all. Uh, strong senior season at Douglas County, 76 tackles, three TFLs, four sacks, anchor of their defense. 247 Sports rates Keith as the 688th ranked recruit in the class, 64th defensive end, and 64th overall recruit from Georgia. But on three, another reserve is much higher on him. 
rating him as the 229th rated recruit in the class and the 25th ranked edge rusher in the nation and 22nd in Georgia. So top 25 defensive end in the nation there on on three. And I think that's where the four-star uh, pedigree probably comes from. It says Rivals hasn't rated him yet, but he holds a 5.5 Rivals rating. Uh, sorry, my dog barking in the background. I don't know if the mic's picking that up or not. I'm guessing it is a little bit, but uh, my fiance probably pulling up outside here. Um, but that's the commitment West Virginia added. Want to uh, detail the class as it stands right now as we get ready to approach signing day here in the coming weeks for the Mountaineers. But let me mute this real quick uh, in case that's picking him up. Apologize for that. All right. So appreciate you guys that are tuned in here. Like I said, streaming live on the Country Roads webcast, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch pages, impromptu kind of stream. Uh, just wanted to get out this info to you guys, of course, before tomorrow when the portal officially opens in regards to the transfer. But then I figured why not update the West Virginia recruiting class with the commitment of Zachariah Keith and moving forward where things stand with West Virginia as signing day is approaching here in the next couple of weeks. December 21st, the date for West Virginia, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, actually. Let me look that up real quick for you guys. But um, as I do that, uh, one more time, I want to encourage you guys. I got one more topic I want to touch on, of course, and that's kind of going over the West Virginia recruiting class as it stands right now. But uh, drop your WVU questions, comments, concerns, you know, uh, before I get up out here, I'm not going to stay with you guys too long here on this live stream, but like I said, impromptu. So I realized the engagement may not be as much there as when I schedule it and let you guys know ahead of time. But like I said, wanted to be sure to get it out today. May break down shorter versions of this to put out on the YouTube channel. Also may put the audio of this up onto the podcast side for those, those of you that follow us on the podcast, which please do on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can find us, just search Country Roads Webcasts there. And if you're following us on Apple Podcasts there, leave us a rating. Any other podcast platform, be sure to share us around. And if you're in here on the YouTube side, whether you're watching this live or watching this on a playback, give us a thumbs up, drop us a like if you would. Really helps this video's performance and we'll help future videos performances here on the channel and if you haven't already hit that subscribe button helps us helps you helps get more of this Mountaineer football content out to Mountaineer Nation the uh, national signing day date I think it's the 21st um, let me see here just for confirmation before I get into break it down this uh, recruiting class with you guys so um, we're going to take a look at the West Virginia recruiting class here I'll share my screen with you guys momentarily uh, go through the West Virginia recruiting class after the addition of Zachariah Keith I'm going to use uh, 247 sports here for that like I said plenty of recruiting services um, on three was also mentioned in that article of course you got rivals ESPN I think Yahoo still does it as well so there's plenty of recruiting services to look at uh, all depending on preference but I'm um, going to go to the chat here see what we got Luke Bart says, wish they would at least go after some more power fives. Recruiting class is looking good. Hope they all sign in early. Luke Bart, appreciate you always uh, tuning in and chiming in. Of course, wanted to add that. But, yeah, I agree. I think that once the portal opens tomorrow, we'll start to hear more about West Virginia going after some potential power five guys because, like I said, right now it's only players that have coached, you know, coaches have had coaching changes that can enter the portal or grad transfers or players from lower level schools. So that's why it's um, mainly FCS uh, targets on that list. Uh, besides guys with potential West Virginia, um, uh, West Virginia connections. Sorry, I can't think of the word that I've added to the list there. But uh, like I said, JJ Roberts, that's a power five from uh, Wake Forest. Who knows where he's going to end up? But I think West Virginia could potentially go after him. And I think starting tomorrow, we will start to see more power five names that'll pop up on the you know transfer offer list. And I'll update this list as that happens and try and get another update out to you guys, whether it be in a live stream or pre-recorded video um, as that happens. And West Virginia does add more power fives to the list. But I agree with you. Hopefully they do. But yeah, recruiting class looking good has the potential to be the best one yet uh, for Neil Brown and the staff, which would be great. 
Um, hopefully, some I think there's some players that can really contribute right away, specifically thinking about guys like Traylon Ray and Rodney Gallagher. I mentioned West Virginia. Uh, Rodney Gallagher, excuse me, West Virginia need help at receiver. Those guys can do that uh, for sure. Uh, so appreciate that, Luke Barton. I agree with you. Uh, what's going on, Kenny? Uh, appreciate you always being in here, man, uh, tuning in and chiming in. Uh, you guys go check out Kenny as well over on his channel, WV Mountain Lair with Kenny. Air Cruz, what's going on? Hey, Dad, how's it going? Good info. Keep it going. Enjoy the updates. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Always appreciate you guys tuning in and chiming in. That's always encouraged. Any thoughts, questions, concerns you got, um, love the back and forth as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads webcast community throughout Mountaineer Nation. But that being said, continue dropping in there if you guys like. Um, as I touch on my last, you know, talking point, and then I'll hit up some of your guys' comments, questions before I get out here, keep it kind of shorter here on this live stream. But uh, the recruiting news side, of course, I uh, talked about the commitment, but now let's take a look at the class here as we are in early December, just a few short weeks now away from signing day. Hard commits for West Virginia has 20 so far. I'm actually kind of surprised that there's 20. I figured West Virginia would only add, you know, 16 to 18 high school commits. You know, I figured they'd go after more transfers, but I think West Virginia is going to add a lot of transfers because now it's kind of more on a running thing. You know, you don't have to limit your who you bring in to 25. You just have to keep your roster below, you know, 85, I believe is the limit. So West Virginia can add as many as they want as long as guys are moving out. And West Virginia is now at four transfer out. So that'll be four more spots that open up. Uh, but overall, right now, here's on 247 Sports, as far as the ranking is concerned, 27th, so right there near the top 25. After the commitment of Zachariah Keith, it's now been factored in. But looking through the class here, I think this is um, – let me see. Yeah, this is organized by the rating here, by their score. As you see, Rodney Gallagher, the highest rated, 90-plus, giving him that four-star rating. Big-time receiver. Top 25 receiver, you know, top 300 player in the country. Big-time recruit, one of the bigger ones West Virginia's landed in recent years. I think he's going to come in right away and make an impact. Uh, like I said, in recent interview, he's even compared himself to Tavon Austin. I think he's that type of skill set. You know, I think there's only one Tavon Austin. That's why the video is titled that, obviously. But I think that he's a player with great speed, great agility, and that type of player that we haven't seen in quite a while at West Virginia, those guys that we used to always have, those Noel Devine, Jock Sanders, Tavon Austin types, um, Rodney Gallard's going to bring that back next season for the Mountaineers, I think. So super excited about him. He's a four-star. And then you got another four-star receiver coming in that could probably make an immediate impact. Rodney Gallagher from Pennsylvania. This one from Florida and Traylon Ray, six foot two, 190, top 50 receiver in the country. Another guy that can make an impact. Then you got a linebacker, I think, can make an impact. Borderline four-star player, Josiah Trotter, 88 rating. You see there, six foot two, 230 out of Pennsylvania. Then you get a defensive back here, Josiah Jackson from Ohio. Good size, six foot one, 175 pounds, top 50 defensive back in the country. Josiah Trotter there, as you see, top 50 linebacker in the country, top 10 player in the state of Pennsylvania. Josiah Jackson, top 15 player in the state of Ohio. James Hurd, who's a borderline four-star as well on some sites. I believe he's being recruited for as a bandit for West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. 6'2", 218, top 50 linebacker in the country, number nine in the state of New Jersey. Justin Benton, really strong defensive lineman, another borderline four-star. You see their 88 rating. Top 60 player in the country, top 50 at his position there in the state of Georgia. Six foot two, 275 pounds. Another, another defensive back, also from Ohio. Funny enough, same school. 
both last name Jackson. We got Jordan Jackson and Josiah Jackson. Uh, I believe they're twin brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't quote me on that. I, I know they're brothers, though. I'm, I'm pretty much 100% sure about that. Jordan Jackson listed as an athlete. Believe, believe he's playing DB as well. I think they both will be 5'11", 175, a little bit shorter than Josiah, but similar size, similar rating on both, high-ranking three stars, 88-plus grades, top 40 athlete, number 17 athlete in the state of Ohio. Johnny Williams, an offensive lineman with great size, another fairly recent commit for the Mountaineers. As you see, they're 87 plus grade, six foot seven, 315 pounds. So you love that size coming in as a true freshman. He's a guy that could, I think, contribute early and maybe who knows, get in on the action as West Virginia looks to add to their offensive line depth next season. And you wonder if Doug Nestor decides to return uh, to the Mountaineers or not. You know, he could maybe factor in there with that size. You got to think that's the potential to maybe get some early playing time. I know it's rare for offensive linemen to play as freshmen, but we've seen the Mountaineers do it with some talented guys in the past, Zach Frazier and Wyatt Milam here recently, and it's paid off in the future. West Virginia may not have to rely on Johnny Williams to start, but I think with that size, he's a guy that could get some playing time at 6'7", 315. And then here, of course, the most recent Mountaineer commit that we just talked about, Zachariah Keith, also from Georgia, defensive end there on the edge, 6'5", 250, top 65 player, nationally top 65 player in the state of Georgia at his position. Jaheim White, who had an absolutely monster uh, senior season at running back, I think he's going to just add to what is already an amazingly deep and talented West Virginia backfield. 5'9", 180 from the state of Pennsylvania, top 50 running back in the country, top 16 player in the state of Pennsylvania, 87-plus grade there. Elijah Caldwell, Mountaineers adding another freshman receiver here, six foot one, 190, three-star guy out of South Carolina, top 15 player in the state of South Carolina. Mountaineers added a tall defensive end here. I think that's going to have to, you know, be a little bit more of a development guy with his body size there, only, you know, 6'6", 195, going to have to add some weight before he can contribute at the next level. But I think coming out of Kentucky, he's a top 10 player in the state there at the position, 86-plus grade, top 100 defensive end in the country. So another good player was to add to the line. And I think one thing the staff has shown, if you can talk about a positive among this coaching staff, it's building in the trenches, the strength of the Mountaineer team. I think this season you can look at it specifically was the defensive line and the offensive line. So it looks like they're continuing to do that and continuing that trend. Another good-sized offensive lineman from the state of Pennsylvania, Cooper Young, inside lineman, probably going to be a guard or a center-type player, most likely a guard. 6'5", 280, uh, three-star ranking, top 25 player in the state of Pennsylvania. And then the Mountaineers did add a quarterback to this class. They did have one quarterback committed in the past, and Raheem Jeter. They decided to go away from him and go another direction. I believe he ended up committing to East Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. But since then, the Mountaineers added a commit from a to a, a commitment from a quarterback from the state of North Carolina. They're in Charlotte, Charlotte Catholic High School. Top 61 player in the uh, nation in his position. Number 32 quarterback in the state of North Carolina. Uh, so that's the Mariners commit they had. And then you get a legacy player here in Torrey Johnson Jr. If you guys remember Torrey Johnson, he used to play for the Mariners in the early 2000s. Adding him as listed as a wide receiver here, but six foot four, two ten. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the plan is for him to play tight end. And West Virginia has done that in the past. Uh, Michael Laughlin, who we mentioned earlier, if you look at his little write-up essay thing he did in his tribute to West Virginia announcing his transfer. He talked about coming to West Virginia as a six foot five, two hundred ten receiver initially. And that worked out pretty well for the Mountaineers. And I think Torrey Johnson's a player that could add weight and contribute as a tight end. But if not, he may end up, you know, being a wide receiver. But I think he'll contribute to the Mountaineers in the future. Top thirty five player in the state of Virginia. 
Ben Cutter, another linebacker the Mountaineers added. Looks like a tackling machine. I think he could end up being a good Mike linebacker for the Mountaineers in the future. Also coming from the state of North Carolina, six foot one, two ten, top thirty-five player in the state there. Then you get another Mountaineer legacy player here again. Mountaineers got three of them in this class so far, um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe only two. But uh, Corey McIntyre Jr., you guys remember Corey McIntyre, former fullback for the Mountaineers, played in the NFL for a long time with the Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. But Corey McIntyre Jr., six foot four, 280 defensive lineman out of the state of Florida there, uh, top 200 in the state, uh, three-star. Then you got Nick Cray, another offensive lineman, Probably going to be a guard, 6'5", 285, uh, top 30 player in the state of Pennsylvania. And then another big offensive tackle for the Mountaineers here, Christensen St. John from Florida as well there in the Orlando area, uh, top 200 player in the state. And then, oh, yes, there is a third uh, legacy player, I thought, as well, Noah Braham, of course, um, the tie, another tight end for the Mountaineers, six foot two, 225. So the Mountaineers adding a top player in the state of West Virginia, as you see there, number three player in the state. West Virginia has done a great job recruiting the state and securing in-state recruits under Neil Brown and the staff. And looks like they're going to continue to do that as well. So that's an update on the class as it stands now, at least the players committed uh, to the Mountaineers. Um, not necessarily all of these guys will sign on the dotted line on national sign day. We know that there's tendency to be flips, but at least there's a list of names you can look at to potentially see sign on the dot on national sign day. But when that date comes up here in a couple of weeks, we will, um, uh, get back with you guys with an update and a recap of national sign day for the Mountaineers whether that be a live cap or a pre-recorded uh, video. But uh, wanted, that's all I kind of want to touch on with you guys. That's all the talking points I had. I want to catch up on some of your guys' comments here in the chat before I get up out of here. But appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it be on the Country Roads webcast, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Like I said, if you're on the YouTube, one more time, drop us a like. Subscribe if you haven't already. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer sports content out to Mountaineer Nation. But just wanted to touch on some of the potential transfer targets for WVU as well as uh, a little bit of a recruiting update with National Sign of Day coming up here uh, shortly. Uh, Shane Statmiller, I appreciate you tuning in, man. The first time I think I've seen you in here. Hopefully you come back. Uh, hit us with a subscription if you're a big Mountaineer fan. Uh, he says, yo, from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, let's go Mountaineers. Indeed, always, let's go Mountaineers. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in there and, and chiming in. Luke Bart, what's going on, brother? Really is unbelievable job in recruiting based on the last couple years on the field. I'm sure he's good uh, talking in homes with parents. Yeah, if that's one thing we can say about Neil Brown, we know he's a good salesman, right? He, he sells us as fans uh, year after year. So um, I think that he is a great recruiter, and he that's one thing he has proven. And, you know, that's one thing I've said in the past. If you watched, you know, previous episodes, that's what's kind of the – is curious and what's got us scratching our heads as Mountaineer football fans, right? Is there's some disconnect because everything else in the program recruiting to the fifth quarter program, you know, is, is doing pretty well and he's doing a great job of, but it's just not translating to wins on the field. And I think he's continuing to get better with each class that he's had so far at West Virginia. And it looks like this one has the potential to be his best fingers crossed that we can sign most of those players that are committed in this uh, signing excuse me, get them to sign national letter of intents on this upcoming signing day. And I think we could secure, you know, one of the better classes that he's had. I think the highest ranked class in school history is 21st, if I'm not mistaken, 22nd, maybe. Uh, so we're on the cusp of, you know, getting close to that uh, 27th there on two, four, seven sports, believe it's 25th on rivals following the commitment of Zachariah Keith today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Silas says, let's go. 
Um, he says he'll go back and watch later. Just got home. I appreciate you hopping in just for a second to comment and uh, appreciate you going back and catching the playback. And yeah, that's good. You know, if, if you're popping in here late and you didn't get to see, you know, the topics I talked about, you could rewind the video. Um, even though I'm live here, you can rewind it and still, you know, pop in the chat, whatever you want or whatever. But if not, you can pop out now. Uh, once I end the stream here in the next few minutes, uh, the playback will be up on our channel and you can watch it in its entirety. And Silas, appreciate you always uh, being loyal and, and, and tuning in no matter which, you know, whether it's live or on the playback and chiming in as well. And uh, appreciate your friend. Let's go indeed. Um, Eric Cruz says, if only Coach Brown can get things fixed and coaching decisions and staff, his recruit has never been a question. Great guy overall. We just need the W's. Yeah. And I think that's a consistent theme throughout, you know, Mountaineer Nation is we all like Neil Brown. We all think he's a good guy. And, and I think we want him to be successful because we like him. It's just, you know, the sample size now and what we've seen, we're all, you know, very much in question of it on game day and the in those aspects. So I agree with you. Get things fixed with, you know, coaching decisions on game day. Maybe make some staff changes this offseason because recruiting is great and it continues to be great. And, you know, as someone mentioned earlier, he's, you know, doing it selling air essentially because the winds aren't there. So, you know, he's recruiting selling air, right? Uh, so doing a great job. Uh, Mountaineer Lair with Kenny says they all look great. Hope they translate to the field. Indeed, indeed. Shane Statmiller, are you okay with uh, Brown staying another year? I'm hot and cold on it. Yes and no. Uh, personally, it's not the decision I would have made, but I think with the position West Virginia had put themselves in, ultimately with the timing, it had gotten so late, that's what they had to do was keep him around for the time being. But, you know, I think that goes back to waiting so long to make the decision to, you know, fire Shane Lines or whatever move you were going to make. West Virginia did that a little late, among other things. So it goes back to questioning you know, the administration and stuff, which is a whole other topic I'll digress on. But <clears throat> so my answer to your question, ultimately, personally, it's not what I would have done, not what I wanted. I think to reunite the fan base and kind of reignite the fan base as well and maybe not have to potentially worry about season ticket sales next year, which they're going to have to do something to help with that. I don't know if it's going to be staff changes or what, but something's going to have to give if they want people to show up in, to the game and buy into supporting this team next season. But having said that, in my personal opinion, I would have just cut ties brought in some, you know, fresh start and re reunite the fan base, get everyone on board again. But I think with the timing of it, they made the best decision that they could because they waited so long. So ultimately, I wouldn't have made this decision, but I think it's what you had to do at this point. And us as fans just kind of got to get behind this team and hope that uh, he turns it around and starts getting results on the field. Because like I said, I like Coach Brown as a guy. I think he's a great guy, great person doing a great job recruiting, think this recruiting class is going to end up great. And so just going to support the team and uh, hope for the best. WV Mountain Lair with Kenny says, I know Rodney Gallagher will and plus Trotter will. Yeah, I think Trotter at linebacker is going to do great things next season. He could contribute early. And uh, Ben Cutter is really underrated. I don't know if he'll contribute next season, but I think in the future he could be a Mike linebacker for the Mountaineers. I think Trotter could get on the field next season, though. But let's not count out guys that are already here. Trey Lathan, uh, Lee Cobb is coming back. Uh, but you will need some guys to fill in at the wheel linebacker spot. Um, not sure Lance Dixon's status. He can return. Edgery Lowe's moving on. Uh, so I think Lathan could move over to that wheel linebacker position. Don't know where Trotter's going to play yet, but uh, who knows? Could play even Bandit. But uh, I think Trotter has potential. I think Rodney Gallagher definitely plays for the Mountaineers next season. Uh, in my 
my prediction right now, early bowl prediction way too early before he's even signed his letter of intent is he'll be the starting slot receiver for the Mountaineers. Uh, Blake Green says, I hope we go after Wake transfer, Wake Force transfer, DBJJ Roberts, former Gatorade Player of the Year in WV. Yes, glad you mentioned that. Uh, mentioned that earlier on the uh, potential transfer targets. Don't know if you got a chance to catch that, Blake, but uh, you know, go back and catch on the playback if you haven't yet. But he's one I added on the potential transfer targets list. Uh, West Virginia hasn't offered him yet, but I think that he could definitely be in the mix. That's power five transfer. That's a position of need, certainly for the Mountaineers at defensive back. Um, something they missed on in the transfer portal last year that they got a hit on this year. And yes, a former West Virginia native, Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of West Virginia. So I think you've got to call and hopefully try and get him to come home to finish out his collegiate career indeed. Uh, Shane Statmiller again in here says, I'm bummed Dion is going to Colorado. I know he wasn't on quote-unquote the list, but uh, what if, wow, boys my mind, he could have been our guy. Yeah, I think ultimately now in hindsight, if West Virginia would have ultimately been going under a coaching change, maybe they would have had a better shot at Dion than I previously thought because in my eyes, he was a pipe dream guy all along. But I think program-wise, Colorado and West Virginia are definitely very comparable. Honestly, I was personally surprised that he chose Colorado out of the three finalists that it was believed to be with you know USF, Cincinnati, and Colorado. Cincinnati kind of was you know a ready-made program to come in and have success with how Luke Fickle had set that up before he left for Wisconsin. So I thought he may go there. Plus, with Cincinnati going into the Power Five next season, he would get to go into the Power Five with that decision. USF, I know that was probably less likely just because not being in the Power Five. But I thought, you know, with it being in Florida, where he's, you know, always been uh, essentially, you know, playing in college there and having his ties there now with Jacksonville State. But ultimately, he chose Colorado, which I thought was the least likely of the three. Very interesting. Going out to the West Coast, we'll see what he can do and see how his turnaround skills are there, because I think Colorado won, what, one or two games this year. So it's uh, going to be interesting to see how fast he can turn that around if he does turn it around. But I love Deion Sanders. was always you know one of my very favorite football players that I ever had and one of my earliest favorite football players that I ever had when I first started watching football when I was younger. Um, so, I, you know, I hope that he does have success there. And I think West Virginia may have had a shot if they would have decided to, you know, conduct a coaching search. But, you know, that goes back to, you know, like I said earlier, just being too late in the game and having to ultimately make the decision to keep Neil Brown then. Kenny says he looks for the legacy players to do well as well. Yeah, I, I love getting those legacy players. Love that we're going after not only um, in-state recruits, this Neil Brown regime's done a great job recruiting in-state players. Believe it's three years in a row they've signed the top player in the state of West Virginia all three years. And along with that, they've done a great job going after legacy players as well. And I think getting those are important because I think in-state players and legacy players, they already know how much it means. And I think that maybe goes to a little bit more of that blue-collar mentality and they get out there and they fight a little bit more. And it means more to them. And I think that's good. You want those type of guys in your program. So I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But that being said, really appreciate you guys tuning in here. Kind of impromptu, so really glad to see the engagement that I got without it being pre-scheduled. Um, if you guys, if it was your first time here, uh, please come back to these live streams all the time. Sometimes they're impromptu like this, so when they are, one of the best things to do. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, you know, do that. But also that little notification bell right there beside the subscribe button on YouTube, and it'll notify you when we go live because sometimes we will do impromptu ones like this. But always appreciate you guys tuning in and chiming in here on the Country Roads webcast. Plenty more Mountaineer football content, even though we're getting into the offseason. Like I said, signing day coming up. So recruiting is going to be a hot topic, whether it be high school recruits or transfers. And I'll continue to update you on both of those, as well as the West Virginia roster as it continues to progress through the offseason. And then I also have some end-of-season stat things I'm going to do. I might put it out on the podcast side and also here on YouTube. 
um, our season prediction roundtable that we do every year, kind of the results from that. And then also want to talk about the final season stats and how the Mountaineers did both as a team and individually. So that's kind of some of the stuff you can look for on the horizon football wise, as well as some other, you know, Q&A live streams and stuff coming down the pipe. But also if you guys are Mountaineer basketball fans as well, I'm sure you are, as most of us are here that are West Virginia fans in general, but uh, CRW Hoops podcast, uh, West Virginia basketball post game shows coming up here on the channel and the post game shows that are live or streamed on the Facebook and the Twitch as well. So if you're tuned in there to the Country Roads webcast, you can find those there. But if you're on those, I encourage you to hop over to the YouTube side where you get some uh, pre recorded video content and a little bit extra Mountaineer sports content than the live streams you will find on Facebook and Twitch. But appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. So there you have it, a transfer portal update and a little bit of recruiting news ahead of the portal opening and ahead of National Signing Day coming up as the West Virginia Mountaineers continue to try and improve the 2023 recruiting class and close it out strong with potentially a top 25 class in the nation. And fingers crossed they were able to do so, but we will provide you updates on that recruiting class as those come about and any other transfers that may occur on our YouTube channel. And of course, a Signing Day recap episode for you guys here on the podcast audio side. Appreciate you guys tuning in on any podcast platform that you do tune in on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google's Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. All those different platforms where you can find the Country Roads webcast. Appreciate you listening on any one of those. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating. That really helps. And if you listen on any of the other platforms, do us a favor. We know you're a big Mountaineer fan, so you probably know other big Mountaineer fans. Share it around with them as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads webcast community throughout Mountaineer Nation. Having said that, as always, I'm Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go. Now, if you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those.